Welcome to Crime and Plastic, a gripping podcast where I, Dr. Miami, one of the world's top plastic surgeons, and my co-hosts, Santina and Rosie, delve into the often unseen world where true crime and plastic surgery intersect. Each week, Dr. Miami will share his expertise and insights into the complex world of cosmetic procedures, while Santina and I give you the shocking details of criminal investigations. From notorious criminals undergoing drastic transformations to evade the law, to even our own personal encounters with true crime and plastic surgery, all will be uncovered. So sit back, relax, or or don't, don't, because this is Crime and Plastic. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Crime and Plastic. I hope you've been enjoying our last few episodes. And we're back this week with uh, another good story. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic, Rosie. That was very loud, Doctor. That was very emphatic. I'm doing fantastic, Rosie. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. And Santina? How are you, Rosie? We never asked Rosie, so this time I remembered. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm good. I, I had a... Root canal this week, though. Oh my god, that's right. So, fun, yeah, so fun. So, other than that, though, it's been great. Yep, no root canal for me. Lucky, that's well. <laughs> how's your Chick fil A going when you have all fake teeth? That's right, you don't need any root canals. <laughs> your, your your roots have all been canaled already. Let's talk about canaled. let's talk about fake teeth for a second. It's very controversial. I've been I love seeing fake lately. teeth. What's controversial about it? Because now there's like a rise in people getting like veneers at an early age yeah and everyone online is like why are you ruining your perfectly good teeth yeah if they're perfectly good but if they're not fix them they're saying like you're ruining them in the sense that they're not maybe your teeth aren't perfect like aesthetically but there's nothing functionally wrong with them or you mean like ruining the enamel so why get braces Braces ruins enamel too. I mean, no, not just enamel. You're shaving down the entire tooth. Hello? I know it's great. There's never like going to be a point. Fangs. You can't compare braces to. Well, braces. Listen, the point is, you can live your whole life without braces and be fine. They're torture devices. A hundred percent. But when you get to a, no, because it gets to a certain point where your teeth crowd so much for some so long a time. Yeah. That you can get like a lot of bacteria that builds up because you can't reach those spots. Oh, I see. But the rest of the world doesn't get braces, and they seem to do fine. Yeah, and after like 20 or 30 years, they all got like decaying teeth. Yes, they do. That's why you get them veneers. Okay, but... The- Can't get decay through ceramic. That's what do you, porcelain. What, do you, what, do you, what side do you come on in the controversy, Santina? I think people should get veneers if they... You know me. I'm very like... Do what you want. Do what you want. If you like yeah. it, I love it. Yeah. But there, I think there's a conversation to be said well, about course. these influencers that are like 20 years old and I don't know. Everything has pluses and minuses in life. But it's like a trend now. There's always pros and cons. It's an expensive trend. It I is. Mean, if people but that's what people it. are saying. Like it's super expensive because if you're already like 50 like you, like you're about to kick yeah, kick the can. For a couple like, more years. Why not have some nice smile for the last couple of I'm saying. minutes? But I mean, there's the other side of the argument. Why wait till you're 50 and enjoy it while you're... Well, then, good point. Well, financially, like if you're yeah. 20, you have to change them every 10 to 15 years. I ain't changing mine. That's uh, I'm that's, taking these to the grave. What? Yeah. That's a lot of money what? throughout your lifetime. Yeah. So, so is brushing your teeth that costs money and too? And you don't know if you're you don't know like if you get the veneers toothpaste now, over a lifetime costs money. Teeth still, whitening you still costs have to, money. You still have to do all that stuff when you have veneers. Food costs money. <laughs> Nobody says costs a lot of money. Stop eating. Yeah, but it's all at once. Right. Is it? Is it? The I last 10 years. I don't know that that, I mean, according to my dentist, the 10 to 15 years is not, is not true. That you have to change it every 10 to 15 years. What if you take it good, it, just, good it depends how you take care of them. Yeah. It's if you take good care of them, they can last forever. Forever? Why not? Yeah. But then your veneers become like out of style. Yeah, well, <laughs> they make that's better. That you're dated. That's I get true. It. People are like, "Ooh, those '90s." Yeah, veneers. have you seen Oof. '90s veneers? You're like, "Oh, wow, big choppers." She's on Generation One. Yes. Well, look, everything has pros and cons. You got to wait for yourself. Is it worth the money? Depends. Where you are. What if your if your career is to be on television, for example? I think yeah, at a young age, probably should look as good as you can because that's your money maker. As opposed to just Invisalign. Invisalign doesn't make your teeth whiter and perfect. Yeah, not wider. I mean, a lot of times when you get veneers, even if you get veneers, you still need to get braces before because veneers don't always fix your bite. 
like me. Braces is a scam. Can we just be honest? I agree that braces are a scam. It's a scam. As I, soon as they t- come off, if you don't wear that retainer every day for the rest of your life, they go right back to the way they were. Listen, I'm an adult wearing Invisalign after having had braces. Like, I totally believe braces are a scam. Invisalign's I'm also sh- a scam. I'm not sure that veneers are the solution. Why not? I don't know. I had brace. I never had braces as a kid. And I just had braces for three years that I just took off. And my teeth, I think, look worse. I think your <laughs> I think your teeth look amazing. I don't know. I don't think I don't or I don't see a difference that happened over three years. The juice wasn't worth the squeeze, are you saying? The juice was not worth the squeeze. I I, I didn't understand I did not understand why you had braces. Yeah. Because I, your teeth look great now. I don't I had why I had braces is that they explained to me is that I I, you had teeth, too much money in your bank account maybe, and they wanted to take some of it out. My, and they did. Te- my teeth were never crooked. My bite was like my teeth were exactly aligned. I don't have an overbite, underbite. They call it a crossbite. And they said that over time, the pressure of my teeth like lining up exactly that my teeth would start to crack because they're, they're not supposed to be lined up exactly. So they said, I need braces to fix your bite. But it doesn't. braces don't really fix your bite like that your a crossbite is very hard to fix it's more like you need jaw surgery for that yeah 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 it's not <laughs> a hammer and a chisel and then and i was after two years of wearing braces i was like fine fuck it i just i'll get the jaw surgery like i can't wear these anymore but then he told me even if i have jaw surgery i have to wear braces afterwards i was like what the fuck i was like <laughs> I was like, just take these off there's no solution i just have a bad bite it's not gonna go anywhere here i am with my but then they also try to convince me to get veneers but Which, how would that change? Why do you the need bite? veneers? You have perfectly straight white teeth. That's what I'm saying. Because, you know the the dentist told me the other day my teeth are super yellow, and I was like, really? No, no but your not. dentist is on some shit. I was like, yellow. I was like, I know they're not. They're yellowish, but they're not like no. they're not yellow, yellow at all. And then <laughs> wait, is your dentist colorblind? <laughs> because that's possible. <laughs> your then, dentist could be colorblind. And then um, they also said, uh, what else did they say? No, the way it's not that veneers fix your bite. Is like they give they could basically make the illusion because i guess they they can make it like a little bit thicker up top or or like yeah like push it forward so then it looks like i have the right bite so it's not like they don't fix it they just kind of like make an illusion of it right it's fixed but i'm not against veneers i think they look great on a lot of people i'm just not ready to get them i'm not saying never here's the thing this This is what i think about veneers yeah i would be more pro veneers if in order to get them, you didn't have to make some Shave irreparable down damage to your natural teeth. It's like this. It's like someone sha- or cuts my hair to only be like two inches long and choppy. And they say, you're just going to have to wear extensions for the rest of your life. That's exactly what it is. It's like, it's exa- that's a great analogy. Fuck no. Well, like, fuck yes, yes, the extensions are going to look great. And if I, and I don't know, like if my hair is like super thin or whatever, I has a medical condition, then that's a good solution for me. But for someone who has perfectly healthy hair and I just want the look of long hair right now, I well, don't want to cut perm- my hair. That's a good analogy. But in my case, well, yeah, for you, I had like homeless hair or like patches missing and stuff. <laughs> so in that case, yeah, cut the rest of the good stuff off and make it look normal. But what I'm saying I, I'm proven years for, you know, again, like you're already 50, 60, 70 years. It's like, whatever. Like, who cares? Who cares? But it's like for these like 19, 20, 21 year olds, it's like, girl, you don't need veneers. I mean, the answer is it depends on how bad their teeth are at that moment. But yeah, I think in general, you don't need them. But if they look bad, get them. Wait, I had something to say about what you were saying. What were you talking about again? My braces, my, my tooth journey. Your tooth journey. My That's yellow part teeth. Of, part of being old <laughs> is you, you think of things and then I forget what I was going to say. You forget what you were going to say. That happens but to it, me too. That I have a beautiful smile. You have a beautiful you smile. Do, and I, I think that your your dentist is colorblind. I mean, he thinks your teeth are yellow because they're not. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to tell him to set the record straight because maybe some of you haven't even, like you don't really see Rosie or on camera or you only just listen to this podcast and you don't know what any of us look like. Her teeth are absolutely not yellow. Like, it's not even like this would be up for debate. No. Like, it's kind of a... We're not being polite. Because I'm not polite. So. Yeah. The doctor would be like, no, your teeth are yellow. <laughs> 100%. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't drink coffee. So that's really the main thing that yellows your teeth. Yeah. I don't. I'm all into self-improvement if you can't tell by my profession. Yes. Look, if you like it, I love it. All right. Can I do my news of the world? 
You can. Plastic surgery news of the world. This one's not illegal. No, it's just juicy. Just juicy. Just a little cheese. Ukraine-born Miss Japan. Ukraine-born Miss Japan? How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. I'm reading the headline. Okay. Ukrainian-born Miss Japan gives up her crown. She's forced to give up her crown after just 15 days as the reigning Miss Japan because she admitted to having an affair with a married plastic surgeon. I don't think you should have to give up your crown for that. Big story. Maybe they have like a morality clause. She was, she's a model and she is the first person of European descent to win Miss Japan last month, January 22nd. And uh, it was a big deal. But then 15 days after her win, she had to give it up because the Japanese news reported that she was dating popular plastic surgeon Takuma Maeda, who's 45, who just happens to be married with a child. Scandal. Scandalous. First Does he she, also first, have to give up his entire profession? No. First she denied <laughs> it, but then she changed her tune February 5th, admitted she had done it, and then gave up her crown. So Why'd she change her tune? What did they find out? They must, have found, they must have found something out. Pictures. Love. They must anyway, have had some receipts. He didn't ask her to be her, his valentine. Then. <laughs> she also solemnly, solemnly expressed her sincere apologies to Takuma's wife, family, and other related parties. I think it's a good story. It is. I still can't remember what the fuck I was going to say to you. I was going to say something I had something about... to say to you about your about my teeth? teeth. Maybe not about your teeth. About how Invisalign is a scam. Yeah, Invisalign's a scam. I don't know. You I... get invisible results. That's why it's called Invisalign. My teeth they don't look tell straighter. You they do. Let me see. Oh, you mean that one over there? Yeah. Well, the little wonky one. To be fair, I haven't been using my Invisalign correctly. I think Invisalign. Wait a minute. So you just wear it wrong? How can you wear it wrong? No, it's if you don't, don't wear, wear it all the time. That's that's why I didn't get Invisalign because I knew I couldn't commit to it. Who 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 can wear it all the time? Megan there are did. people. Look at Megan's Megan beautiful, has beautiful teeth. teeth. Look at those beautiful teeth. Do you still wear it to retain it though? At night, right? Oh, wait. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to wear something for the rest of your life. They don't really make that clear when you're 11 years old. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's true. Well, this was making it clear to your parents. Whatever. Still, I, I'm just saying that's why everybody gets it when they're little and then gets it again. And then the, and then as adults, they realize. It sticks with some people, though. Some people's like uh, anatomy, I guess. It like stays. Like, yeah, yeah, no. The ones I that have, get veneers. No. I have friends who had braces from the same dentist and their teeth are straight. I remember what I was going to say. I remember what I was going to say. It wasn't about the Invisalign. It was that your teeth will not matter at all because in five years, everybody's going to be wearing those Apple headset things and projecting whatever kind of face onto your, they may be talking to you, but they're actually talking to Taylor Swift. You know what I'm saying? Like they, you're going to be talking and they're just going to see whatever they want to see. Yeah. They should, uh, with the perfect teeth. should just make like a avatar reflection that, that's People what I mean. See you they with. do. That when you put yeah. on the Vision Pros, I've tried them. They like scan your face and it creates like an avatar from your face. Right. But it's like the uncanny valley. It doesn't look exactly like you. Right. No, but it I, looks a lot I like saw you, but it's a like guy. Weird. No, I saw a girl wearing it and she was looking at her boyfriend getting changed, getting dressed for work. And she projected, she kept changing the face of the guy to like hmm. different movie stars. Nice. She's like, I like that. I like that. And you thought, he thought she was talking about what he was wearing, but she was actually just changing his face. So they can change your f- smile is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. Maybe it'll put me out of business. Maybe. Doubtful. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a possibility. It's expensive buy-in. It's an expensive buy, but then when you get close to the person, you're going to hit, you're going to keep hitting each other's head thing. Yeah. Eventually that, that technology is going to be in us. Like in and your It's going to be like brain, a chip. Or... A chip. Yeah, that's definitely, that's more, uh, well, uh, yeah, wearable. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a you problem, not a me problem. All right. No, because I'm going to be, you know. Dead? Downloaded yeah. into the net, whatever. Uploaded, the, uploaded. Uploaded into the uh, I'm gonna, cloud. I'm going to hack your cloud consciousness. <laughs> I'm going to make the password really hard to be able to. <laughs> I was about to say your password. <laughs> I know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's what to say. It's a tough one. It's like his birthday. <laughs> tough one tough no one. it's not guys <laughs> don't try it we don't. have to change it <laughs> all right so you have a story for us i actually have was finally able to log into our website and see some of the listener stories that were submitted oh yeah 
So what's your story? So the story, so one of the stories that I read, first of all, there's quite a few stories, like a few people sent the same story about hearing that people having plastic surgery in Turkey end up losing a kidney on the black market. Like they get tricked into the plastic surgery, they wake up and their kidney's gone. It sounds a little urban legendy to me. I don't it know if does. it's true. I've only ever seen that people say a friend of mine. I've never seen yeah. like it was my kidney that was taken. Yeah, so I couldn't find an actual story that said that. So I'm not sure how true that is, guys. The kidney loss from Turkey. I'm so not sure. I, so I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Think, I was thinking about it. I was yeah. thinking about it. So which operations could you potentially lose a kidney and not know? Because the urban legend is always that they didn't even know that they lost a kidney. Right. It was just like months later, yes. they did a scan yes. and she was missing a kidney. Yes. A couple of possibilities. One is you're born with one kidney and you didn't know it. And now you got a CAT scan for the first time. True. Possibility number one. How can you be born with one kidney? It happens. His nephew. The yeah. congenital. Yeah. My nephew has got one it? kidney. Absence of a kidney. Yeah, it happens. Also, you have like a horseshoe. Kidneys can be all over the place. They're one of those organs that can really... There's a lot of many, many anomalies. Anyway, the point is that, well, that's one possibility. The other possibility is if there's only a few operations that would allow you to actually like remove a kidney intact through the kind of incision you do with like a tummy tuck, a tummy tuck could do it. But like, you can't say I had liposuction and I'm missing a kidney because there's no way they could take a kidney out through the little tiny liposuction incision. Right. They can't take it out through a breast incision. Basically, they could take it out for like a back lift like a lower back lift or a tummy tuck. If you have those incisions, it's it's possible technically to take out your kidney. But all the other ones, so if your friend says, I had liposuction and they took out my kidney, not Fair, true. Good point. So Either yeah. that or your friend is lying. She had a tummy <laughs> tuck. Right. Could be. So yeah, so there was quite a few of those submitted. I don't know if that's true. I couldn't find any stories online. So I don't know. Has it ever happened anywhere in the world? I would probably say yes, if I had to bet. Yeah. I'm sure it's happened somewhere in the world because organs are, there's a market for organs. Yeah. People will pay whatever. They need to start 3D printing them. That's a you. One day. All right. So today's story is about Dr. Patrick Chavez. Patrick Chavez? Chavez or Chavez. It's spelled C-H-A-V-I-S. Chavez. Okay. Chavez. Chavez. This happened in 2002. So Dr. Chavez, he went to University of California, Davis in the 1970s. And he was actually a little bit famous because he got in through the new like affirmative action program that was going on to University of California where they let in five black doctors. And then one of the another doctor who didn't get in, Dr. Back, he actually sued the school. Oh, that's a famous he, case. Yeah, Back. So he sued the school. He sued the University of California. He lost. He thought he lost. Backy versus no, he didn't. He won. He won. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and he won, and he got into the school too, Doctor Back. Right. So Doctor Chavez, but Doctor Chavez, he finishes medical school, and he became a star in California. Like he was a he was a doctor. He was a gynecologist. You know, he grew up in a low income community, and so had the opportunity to go to medical school and he made the most of it and he gave back to his community. He was a gynecologist in a low-income community. He helped a lot of black women for 20 years. And then in the 90s, he decided to switch specialties and go into cosmetic surgery. Love it. Good for it, him. It didn't work out so well for him oh. though, in the cosmetic surgery industry. Oh. So he actually... But there's not not there's a lot of gynecologists that go into cosmetic surgery. Yeah. So he went into cosmetic surgery around 19 i think in the late 90s okay and then he had some problems with a few patients wait what what state california okay. he stayed in california like southern he was in no i think it was in la that's like, southern okay yeah southern sorry okay i know you're spatially spatially geographically challenged so i think san diego is more southern la is like two it's hours like, north of it's san, like of mid, san diego. it's like mid southern okay? mid southern lower upper southern okay Got it. okay um, so these are so he was brought before the uh, board of medicine in california for, for having some bad outcomes in for cosmetic having, surgery for okay. having some bad outcomes so i'm going to go over some of his outcomes okay he um okay let me see Okay, so patient TC was a 43-year-old woman 
Four feet, 11 inches, weighed 185 pounds. BMI is way over, by the way. Uh, do, no. Oh, four feet, 11. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, 4'11", 180 pounds. Yes. That's like a 35, 36 yes. BMI. So on June 22nd, 1996, she got liposuction with Dr. Chavez. Um, this is 1996. 1996, yeah. Okay. The procedure began at 7.50 with the injection of 5,000 cc's of tumescent solution. Mm -hmm. Respondent infused the tumescent solution into all areas of the body that were to be suctioned, including the abdomen, groin, buttocks, thighs, and iliac crests. Mm -hmm. What are your iliac crests? Uh, like the lower back. Okay. She was given Versed, Stadol at 7.30 and 7.45. Then I the see iliac crests are here. They're like hip- Front end. There's like posterior, anterior. Okay. So this was at 7.30 when they started, when they gave her the tumescent and the anesthetic. He didn't start aspiration of the fat until 11.20 a.m. Wait, when was he, when was it infused? It was infused at 7.50 a.m. And he didn't start aspirating till when? 11.20 a.m. Are you saying he waited four hours? This was three and one half hours after respondent began injecting the tumescent solution and full three hours after completing the administration of the tumescent solution. By what was he doing in between? By waiting at least three hours before suctioning the adipose tissue, respondent caused the epinephrine blood constricting properties to wear off. Yes. This could cause a blood vessel hypodilution, excessive blood aspiration during the suctioning, Excessive bleeding after surgery and would increase the level of lidocaine in the bloodstream, which could cause lidocaine toxicity. This is all correct. All true. Okay, all, all true. true. By the way, no, in his defense, 1996 is only like maybe 12 years into liposuction period. Like liposuction was invented in the early 80s. Like it became a thing. Okay. Maybe described in the late 70s, became a thing in the early 80s. So we're talking like 10, 12 years into the whole science of liposuction. Okay. So... After liposuction was completed, the doctor, Chavez, authorized his assistants to give the patient an orange to eat approximately 60 minutes following completion of surgery. At some point during the post-surgery recovery period, the patient began to gag and, and then um, the doctor moved orange pulp from her mouth. Her post-surgery blood pressure dropped to 84 over 59 mm -hmm. and then 87 over 60. Mm-hmm. This did not alarm the doctor because he discontinued monitoring her blood pressure and pulse rate at 4 p.m. Th those numbers aren't terrible. Okay. All right. Shortly after the doctor discontinued monitoring the patient's vitals, the respondent called his house to see how another patient was progressing who had been allowed to rest at his home after undergoing liposuction procedure. Ooh, that's a little, that's a little, <laughs> little bit of red flag. Yes. So... Unless it's his wife. No, he let he was ha he had another patient in his house that his teenage niece was looking after. Okay, and then the that's, that's the niece little... the niece didn't answer the call, mm. and so he left his office to go see how the patient was doing in his house. Mm -hmm. He left the office at five o'clock without giving any specific instructions to the recovery nurse for the original mm -hmm. liposuction patient. Right. And then when uh, the doctor left his off left the office, the patient was still groggy and stayed in the post-op bed. She was not alert. Her eyes were not open. And she was leaking a red watery fluid for her incision sites. Mm -hmm. Which is normal after liposuction. Yes. You leak red watery liquid. After Dr. Chavez left his office, the patient's husband asked the nurse if he could take the patient home because he felt like he could she could rest more comfortably at home. Mm -hmm. um, the patient's husband and nurse were tried to put her in a wheelchair, mm -hmm. but they were unsuccessful because she was unable to stand. Mm -hmm. They placed her back on the operating room table. Sometime later, patient's husband placed the patient in the wheelchair. While the patient was on the wheelchair, she was unable to lift her head. Mm -hmm. Patient's husband informed the nurse who immediately took her pulse and she was placed on the operating room table. Mm -hmm. The nurse paged the doctor and then returned to the patient and attempted to intubate the patient, but was unsuccessful. Ooh. Dr. Chavez called back and the nurse informed her that the patient was in distress. Wait, wait. Who tried to intubate the patient? The nurse. The recovery nurse. Wow. Oh, was she, is she like a CRNA? I don't know. Okay. It just says the nurse. That's that's a pretty bold move for a nurse. To intubate. They're usually not trained to do that. The doctor called back and the nurse informed him that the patient was in distress. The patient was in cardiac arrest. Oh, no. The nurse went back to the patient and attempted CPR. The patient was no longer breathing, but she had a very faint pulse. 
the nurse called 911 then returned to continue CPR. The paramedics came at 6.26 p.m. They took vital signs and determined that the patient showed no signs of life. She was not breathing, had no pulse, no blood pressure, and her eyes were fixed and dilated. Oh, no. The doctor's nurse told the paramedics that the patient had been in this condition for about 15 minutes prior to their arrival. The doctor, Travis, returned to his office as the paramedics attempted to revive the patient. Unable to revive her, the paramedics transported her to acute care hospital. When she arrived to the emergency room, she exhibited pink frothy sputum coming from the endotracheal tube. This was evidence of pulmonary edema. Yes. They got a pulse back then, no? uh, She had no... I don't know. Okay. And then her... Hematocrit was a quarter of the normal amount. Okay. Emergency measures were taken to restore her vital functions. During this emergency treatment, the patient had spontaneous respirations. However, it is like unlikely that she could have made a recovery since she had been without signs of life for two hours and 30 minutes prior to spontaneous respirations. Mm-hmm. She was pronounced dead at 10.52 p.m. At what time? 10.52? Yeah. So what what, what was what they say the cause of death was? Just anemia? Yeah. The coroner determined that the autopsy did not show a grossly obvious cause of death. However, mm-hmm. anesthesiologist consulted determined that the tumescent anesthesia had the potential for hypothermia, fluid overload, dilutional anemia, and lidocaine toxicity, and that there was inadequate monitoring all, of the all, patient. All three, all four, and anemia. Yeah. A quarter of the normal blood, let's say your hemoglobin is normally 12, so that would be like a three. It's low. That's crazy. It's low. I've seen 2.9. Wow. <laughs> and live, I'm saying. So they said that they accused him of failing to remain with the patient or arranged a, a, for a substitute physician to be there for the one and a half hour period that he was away from his office. Right. Despite that she was right. Um, had low blood pressure, high pulse rate. That he allowed his medical staff to provide her with Motrin for post-surgery use and increasing the risk of bleeding complications. Uh, that's, that, and that's, a, that's a red herring. That's nothing. Yeah. Well, this was also in 1998. This, uh, 96, you said. It happened in 96, but this is reviewed in 1998. Yeah, no. And then... Well, why? What was the three-hour delay between infusion and liposuction? I don't know. Was he doing something else to her, like a rhinoplasty or a breast augmentation or something? Uh, anyway, so the epinephrine... Nobody knows what that means. Okay, fine. So when you do liposuction, you, you make little incisions, you put in the fluid that is usually yeah. saline, which is, you know, like salt water, whatever. Yep. Um, and medicine, pain control, which is lidocaine, and epinephrine, right. which is adrenaline, which makes your blood vessels constrict. So you, when they're constricted, they don't bleed as much. It takes about 15 minutes for the, or seven to 15 minutes for the epinephrine to constrict the blood vessels. The lidocaine, the numbing part, can last for hours. But usually you infuse the infusate, you know, the lidocaine, the epinephrine, you wait maybe seven to 15 minutes and then you start to liposuction. You don't wait three hours because by three hours... Do you use lidocaine? I, I usually don't. He's, he does Almost never. Lidocaine toxicity I, I'm afraid I use general anesthesia so that I don't have to use lidocaine. But a lot of people use lidocaine so they don't have to use general anesthesia. In other words, they just infuse a lot of this numbing medicine. Then you can do the liposuction with the patient awake. What I don't like about that, and I know there's a lot of doctors that would argue that they just prefer to do it with the patient awake. I don't like to do it with the patient awake because as you suck out the fat, you're also sucking out the lidocaine. And then at some point you reach a point where you've sucked out all the numbing and they start to feel the last little bit. And it's always that last little bit that can determine like a really good liposuction result from a okay liposuction result. You want to make sure you're able to complete it. Plus I don't like them moving around and they do feel it. They do feel it when you're at the end there. So the point is that the guy should have immediately started liposuctioning. He didn't. Should, he shouldn't have waited three and a half hours because by then the epinephrine's worn off, right? Right. So it bleeds more, and also the lidocaine probably could wear off. Also, it can go in as it gets absorbed. The lidocaine, um, it can become toxic. Yeah. In your, and it can stop your heart, which is a possibility in this case. Right. So they found that the neg- the Dr. Chavez was negligent and incompetent. For waiting at least three hours after infusing two message solution before suctioning, for not properly monitoring the patient after the procedure, for failing to hospitalize the patient when the patient's blood pressure dropped 46 points to stolic and 18 points diastolic from her pre-op level. For discontinuing that, that, that is that's not for discontinuing the monitoring of the patient's blood pressure and pulse three hours after completing the surgery. 
For leaving his office four hours post-op without giving instructions to his registered nurse to monitor pulse and blood pressure. For giving the patient an orange to eat approximately one after after surgery. What's wrong with the orange? Well, if they're not awake, they'll choke on it, which is what happened. Yeah. So she started choking on it. He oh. probably thought maybe she had low blood sugar and wanted to give her a little something to boost it up. Right. But yeah, you have to be awake to be able to eat. So she wasn't. And as, as with that hemoglobin level, you'd expect her to be passing out every time she tried to lift up her head. Right. But he wouldn't know her hemoglobin level right after surgery. He wouldn't, but we don't know what it was beforehand. But he, right. he, he would see how much blood is in the canisters when you liposuction. Right. right. He should have had a hemoglobin before surgery to know where more or less she was, and he can make a rough calculation as to where it would be. Right. I I hate blood loss. Like I, the patient back their own blood. I have a blood bank. Like I'm, I I'm I'm paranoid about people going dropping too low their hemoglobin. I don't like to see it below seven right. or eight. All right, so this is the next patient. This is a surgery the day before. It's June 21st, 1996. Wait, so this happened two days back to back? Yeah. That's a bad <laughs> week. Yeah, so this is... I think it's a little... These are court documents, so I don't... I think it was a little more than a bad week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, so the, the first case I just talked about was June 22nd, 1996, and this is June 21st, 1996. Oh. Then, yeah, no, this is back-to-back days. But by the way, yeah. that's, that happened here in Miami. There were a couple of cases where, like, the, uh, there was one surgeon down here at, like, a really bad week. Where, like, right. perforated to this, and then another patient died. It was all in the same week. So this... But sometimes it happens. This is the patient that was at his home when he <gasps> that he left to go see. Oh, no. So on June 21st, he performed liposuction on a patient. Um, it was performed in his office. So Dr. Chavez allowed his medical staff to inform the patient that she could eat anything she wanted just prior to the surgery, increasing the possibility of complications from nausea, e.g. choking from vomiting. Yes. Aspiration. <laughs> That's why people can't eat? Yeah, they choke on their own vomit. You know, why, would, why would they be vomiting? Well, from general anesthesia, it makes you nauseous, so you definitely would. But it, also, if they're going under, you know, you're putting the tube in their throat, when you lie them flat, any contents in their stomach will just float up their esophagus and then can go into their trachea. So that's why you don't eat or drink for six hours before surgery. So there's nothing in your stomach, presumably. Yeah. But was that done under local anesthesia or sedation? Local. I think it was local. Local. Still, you're li- anytime you lie down, right? you know, you, you have the possibility. She was given, the patient was given water during the surgery at the doctor's direction. So during surgery, she also drank. It's a little bit odd. Okay. It's another, then, it's another red flag. Don't drink during surgery. The doctor directed that Wavicide be used to sterilize the cannulas, as well as the Klein needle that was used in the liposuction. Wavicide? It's like Cavicide, I think. Cavicide. Okay. Probably from. Uh, it was called that. This Back was then. like this is like twenty five years ago. Probably the Klein needle. Years. That's the guy. Klein is the dermatologist that invented. That's the name of the dermatologist that invented liposuction. Oh wow! So they 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 named it. Klein needle. You know. So he said the doctor or or his employees did not autoclave, use an autoclave to sterilize these instruments to eradicate possible germs from bodily fluids. Ooh, that's bad. They're expected to be... Fa- so he just did... So In the 90s? Yeah, so cavicide or wavicide, whatever, it's kind of like a quick sterilization. Like you could put instruments in like like a bath of of the liquid. Germicide. Yeah, it's like it's, the stuff that your barber puts the yeah, scissors exactly. in. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it that. It's not really for like surgical instruments. It's just I mean the uh, olden in the yeah. olden times it's well, all people, they had. That's all they had are the olden times. They like dentists used to do that. They'd put yeah. their instruments. But then once HIV came around in the eighties, that became a real big no no. You definitely had to autoclave everything and be really careful. Right. Again, they break, they make a big deal about him giving her Motrin, which you say is not that big a deal. Yeah, Motrin's not a big deal. And then um, after surgery, she was oozing fluid from her incisions and legs, which is also normal. Normal. And then they put a garment on her and she was given uh, diapers to place on the incision sites. I guess that's like ABD pads that right. they put on the... Um, so for the oozing, like it's like thick pads that you could put on. They also have like that... Um Whatever that chemical inside the diaper that like solidifies the right. liquid. So then uh, she was taken off the table and supported as she was taken to her a waiting car. I'm not sure the timing, like how long this from surgery to being discharged was. And then the nurses wrapped a towel around her to help in her car. So she like her oozing from her incisions um, and then she was taken home to rest. 
And then while she was at home, she continued bleeding from her incisions on her thighs. Three hours following surgery, she fainted at home and was taken to an emergency room at St. Francis Medical Center where she exhibited symptoms of hypovolemic shock. What's mm. hypovolemic shock? Um, when you lose too much blood. Hypo-low, bulimia is your vo- blood volume and blood volume. shock is shock. Okay. Shock is shock. Shock is shock. <laughs> I knew hypo was under. You did. And she was given three diagnostic blood tests to see her hematocrit. So the results were 26, 24, and 20, with the last result taken at 3.40 a.m. on June 22nd, 1996. That's not terrible. Hematocrit of 20. This reflected an approximate 50% drop from a normal hematocrit. What? Yeah, is it normal hematocrit no. like 30? 30s for a woman. Yeah. yeah but okay, whatever. I don't know. The emergency room doctor informed Dr. Chavez that his patient was receiving care at the hospital and might possibly be transferred to another hospital. Um, the attending doctor ordered another hematocrit test, which was taken prior to transferring the patient to another facility. However, before the ordered test was completed, Dr. Chavez arrived at the hospital, canceled the test, and discharged the patient. He took the patient to his house. Are, are people like allowed to do that? Sure. <laughs> what? Yeah, why not? Like, who are you? Like, you're not even Maybe my he's next a, of care. If he's on staff at the hospital, it's his patient, and he thinks that... You can't just discharge someone and take them home. Sure you can. That's like kidnapping. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. That's like weird. That's, w- that's definitely weird. weird. He must have had a difference of opinion with the ER doc. And the ER so doc he, must have thought this... Th- Look, by the way, as you take blood tests, you also lose blood. So, like... It goes down. It goes down. So like, yeah, but I took much? a blood test. Yeah, it, it's not that much. Is what I'm trying to tell you. It, was it like, went from like 26 to 25 to 20. Yeah, it's not that much. Okay, so then let's see what happens. So then he takes her. So he takes the. He took her pulse. Plus, she's getting fluids in the ER, and so he, like dilutes it down. He brought her. He brought her to his home. He did not take her blood pressure, measure hemoglobin, hematocrit, and did not check her incisions. Later that morning, so this was in the middle of the night, like three or four in the morning, he just took her home. And then he left for his office to go to work to do that surgery we just talked about. That's a bad day. And left her home with his untrained teenage niece. (laughs) Left attended by an untrained teenage girl during the day for a period of 10 hours. During that time, respondent did not have another healthcare professional examine her. So Dr. Chavez did not have uh, anyone else examine her. Kids in the 90s were solid. Yeah, I was uh, I was a teenage girl then. Yeah, you're right. You could do it. Um, I don't. I mean, I would definitely be responsible about it. You would exactly. But I don't know if I, I can is <laughs> look, the right look, word. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, you weren't on your phone. Like there was no. No, there's no phone. phone. So you'd just be like there sitting there. There's TV. Look. There's TV though. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. You'd be like you'd be there like yeah. in the room. There's also the door for you to leave. Like. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't know. I I'm saying I would do it. But Ken is is different. I don't know if I had the ability to do it. This guy is so weird. He's like, then, you medical professionals that all went to medical <laughs> school in this big hospital full of stuff that could help someone in distress. I don't want her here. I want her at home with my niece. Yeah. <laughs> while I'm not there. She could have been Doogie Hauser. You don't know. And and we're not even going to take her blood pressure. Like the easiest test that you could probably do on someone. Listen, hindsight's twenty twenty. No, I'm giving guy, the guy the benefit of the doubt. There must have been a reason he took her home. We must no, have this is that. so crazy. Like <laughs> she, does, she didn't die, did she? No, she didn't die. I don't know. We're gonna find out. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been a bad. I'm gonna say she day. definitely didn't die because there's no way he would admit to not having taken her blood pressure and all this stuff. And the only witness that there would be would be him and her. Right. Okay. So then, true. Then he he comes back to his house when he left that day when this niece didn't answer the phone. And um, he took the patient to her house. He didn't check any of her vital signs and didn't test her hematocrit or anything. Like he would never admit to that. You, you, yeah. you know that you are giving me, you're 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 triggering me, <laughs> describing this these whole events. <laughs> I'm gonna have a nightmare tonight. That's with I, this exact scenario. Okay, where I can't get to somebody. There's a patient at my house. I can't get to her. <laughs> No one's picking up. Another patient's dying in the office. This is like a surgeon's worst nightmare. Yes. So then, well, I guess I'm at least I'm, I'm describing it vividly. You are. You are. <laughs> at least your house is like a block away. It's still, whatever. <laughs> From the patients. No, but in a nightmare, I can't reach it. You know, it's always yeah. like, 
you can almost reach it, but you can't. Okay, so he takes patient ho- to her home, and he didn't check anything. He to just, his home? No. He When he went home, I guess he checked on her real quick, and it's like, all right, you're fine. And he brings her back to her home. Oh, okay. And then she comes, to, she comes back to the office two days later on June 24th for a post-op visit. She presented with asymptomatic anemia. Okay. What does that mean? I don't know. That means you don't. I have know what any it means. Symptoms. It means you have no symptoms, but you're anemic. So her hematocrit I mean, reading was seventeen point one. Oh, that is low. Indicating a greater loss of blood volume and showed further downward trend in the patient's hematocrit. Yeah, that is low. Despite this extremely low hematocrit, responded discharge the patient home rather than admit her to the hospital. Yeah, that's low. Anything below twenty-one, you're starting to need a transfusion. Okay. On June twenty-sixth, she went to her. This patient went to her personal physician. Tested her hematocrit and found the level to be 18.9. Nice. The, the physician... It went the other direction. Yes. Going up. Her pulse was 118. That's symptomatic. And blood pressure of 142 over 63. She also complained, you know, she also complained of lightheadedness and dizziness. Yes. The patient was later hospitalized and given blood transfusions. Fair enough. And then also a culture sample from her lower thigh and a subsequent lab analysis confirmed that she had... Methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus infection. MRSA, which she probably caught in the hospital. Possible. What's Wh- MRSA? It's what she just said, methicillin-resistant Staph aureus. It's a, it's a bacteria that's Do you like, want me to jump over this microphone <laughs> and beat you? It's like it's a very common thing that are in hospitals. It's an There's also community acquired now, too. Yeah. But, but it originally it, it, started in hospitals. It's a bacteria that is only susceptible to like one or two antibiotics, and it can only be given IV. You can't, like, there's no cure for it just by... But what happens... Well, it's an infection, and if an infection goes unchecked, you can get septic, you can, you know, whatever. Oh, but then you can get rid of it after, or no? Yeah. Yeah, with antibiotics. But you have to, or you, or, or you can die. I mean, whatever. If you had antibiotics, this, you live. Which okay. warranted extensive antibiotic treatment. Yes. So then, for this patient, they also found him grossly negligent and incompetent for... Not giving her blood. Discharging the patient from the hospital emergency room to his home without checking her pulse, blood pressure, and or hematocrit. For failing to check the patient's blood pressure and hematocrit while she was at his home. For leaving the patient in the care of an untrained teenage girl that day. For having the patient at his home for 14 hours following her hospital discharge without documenting her condition. Mm-hmm. For failing to hospitalize the patient after testing her hematocrit on June 24, 1998 and finding it to be 17.1. Mm-hmm. For failing to autoclave the cannulas and Klein needles used in the lipectomy. For giving the patient motion to take prior to surgery. That's just... And for giving... That the, is not worth mentioning. And for giving the patient water to drink during the surgery. Also probably not worth mentioning. That's well, kind of weird. It is weird. Also, how would they know that he didn't sterilize using the enclave thing? Because you're supposed to have a log. Like our autoclaves have logs. Every single cycle. Every single thing you put in, you have but to is log it. manual? It. Yeah, yeah, you write it on it. You write it yes, in. It, it, you it's write an, it's it in an a, honor system. So no, you but you just no, himself. but you write it in a in a in a notebook. Yeah, so you can't rip out pages. You, know what you mean? can't it's rip like a, out pages, but you could put pa- you could put logs that you didn't do. I but mean, not if it's in between. Yeah, but right. I'm saying he could. He didn't even have. He didn't have the. He didn't have a log. He didn't even log it. Yeah. He didn't even fake log it. Can I guess he, in he's his honest. defense, it was the early days of liposuction. Can he just say I did it? I forgot to log. He probably did. And then he's then they said, so you didn't sterilize him? He said, no, no, I did. I did. I put in cavicide, which is maybe they did it. I mean, it's it's a kind of a lazy way to do it, and it puts the patient at risk for HIV and Hep C. So I'm counting here. So yeah. I just told you two patients. Yeah. There's three, four, five, six. Were there any more deaths or just that one? Uh, just that one, I think. Okay. Seven. So there's. These are all patient let her, complaints. Let her finish counting. So okay, we know. Fine. Nine, ten. There's ten in this complaint. Ten separate patients. Yeah. Is it all that same week? No, not the same week, but the same year. Right. All in. Like June, within a year. May, this is May July. 1996. Okay, so all around the same year. Uh, August 1996, March 1997. Right. Yeah, so it's within like a year or two. Okay. Ten patients that had complications that they he was found negligent for by the board. Okay, where's the crime? So they revoked his what? license. That's it? They just took it? Yep. His, his license was revoked. 
And the crime happens, so he doesn't. He's not a doctor anymore. And then on, so this ha- his license was revoked September nineteen ninety eight. And then when did he go to medical school? You said in the seventies. So he was already practicing for twenty years as a gynecologist. Yeah. Then he goes into cosmetic surgery in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, mid nineties. Mid nineties. Okay, yep. gets on the liposuction bandwagon because that's yep. when it was becoming yes. popular. He had has a bunch of complications. One patient dies. Yep. They revoke his license. Yep. Okay. Why he? So what's he do next? So how was that not all a crime? It wasn't a. It wasn't a crime. It was negligent. I mean, yeah. he didn't go to jail or anything. He didn't it go wasn't to jail. It wasn't criminal. But it was fa- negligence. You know, like fast forward. <sighs> it was bad. <laughs> it was. It wasn't great. Not a great <laughs> look for bad. a doctor, but it's not a crime. Fast forward five years to July 23rd, 2002, and Dr. Chavez is on his way to Frosty Freeze to pick up ice cream, and his car was carjacked, and he was murdered. Oh, <gasps> There's your crime. Is that a crime? That is a <laughs> crime. To Frosty Freeze? Yes. How old was he when he died? That's terrible. 50. <gasps> Young. He was on his way to get pick up some ice cream, and he was carjacked by three men. And they shot him. What was he? What was he doing with his life? It doesn't really say. I mean, I don't. I I think he was probably. I don't know. They just talk about his. Uh, Once he got his license revoked, is he able to practice medicine, or he's just not able to do surgery? No, no Usually, he's not able to practice no medicine. medicine. But you can go other other things. He's a smart guy, you know, can do other things. Well, how do you know he's smart? Because uh, he practiced for twenty years as a gynecologist without any I don't, problems. It doesn't, you don't know that. I don't really know what he did in the five years, intervening five years. Maybe he was chilling. I don't know. But he got murdered. Those, that's the sad life that is, of that is the Patrick crime. Chavez. That, 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 is a, that is a crime. See, I was kind of... I kind of... Um, yeah, you zigged. I zigged. I, I thought he was going to zag. I thought yes. he, was like he went back to trying to practice medicine and yeah, under see, a new name or something. I, like the it was usual. A, the whole negligence uh, story was kind of a red herring to... Get to the to crime. hide the crime that I was happening. To did they catch the, the people who killed him? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I actually knew that he was dead the entire time she was talking because I looked over and I saw the paper that says Patrick Chavez dies, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but you didn't know how. No. <laughs> and then there is a patient on the show Botch. Oh, who claims that she was one of his patients? Oh, let me see. Let me and see. And then it's uh, I saw I saw a lot of Botch. No offense. Uh, it was. And she's like. I, she said that her doctor was the one who was this guy who was ki- who was killed on his way to get ice cream. Uh, what was her name? Well, it could have been any doctor that was killed on the way to get ice cream. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think. I mean, I, I haven't read of other doctors. Who no, it's got to be him. I'm kidding. Cream. Of course, it's him. What was her name? I'm sure somewhere she- in this world, there's a doctor who also got killed getting ice cream. There was a really sad story. Remember, like maybe ten years ago, maybe less. Yeah, ten years ago. A really popular plastic surgeon in LA who was like, had like a dog and he was like taking a picture, like, I don't know, he fell off the cliff. The dog? Yes. No. Or drove off the cliff. It was, what's her name's, it was, what's her name's doctor, Heidi. Heidi Klum? No, No. not Heidi Klum. Heidi from uh, Laguna Hills and. uh, I don't watch that. She's the one who had like 40 procedures. Right. Heidi, what was her name? Heidi. Something. And he just. No, he, no, he like, no, he, he like, committed cli- suicide, I thought. No. I thought he drove off the cliff on purpose. I think it was an accident. I don't, I don't I, think so. The story's dressed, very different. If it's no, my, my, the way I remember it, he had posted like a beautiful sunrise with my dog Max or whatever and a beautiful picture here by the cliffs. And then they found his Jeep on the bottom of the cliffs. Like he drove off. Heidi Montag. Yeah. Frank Ryan drove over a cliff while sending a Twitter message about his dog. Exactly. So I wasn't so bad. <laughs> what, he he was ta- he was sending a Twitter message. This is when Twitter first came out. It's like what year was it? See, that's why I yell at you to not you be on your phone while you drive. I don't have a dog. <laughs> you don't have a cliff. What 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 year was it? Uh, oh, that was tragic. I'm surprised that didn't end Twitter. It was in 2010. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was. Was, don't uh, tweet and drive for sure. Don't tweet. Yes, don't don't tweet and drive is true. That's so crazy. Falling off a cliff over a tweet, and it wasn't even like Twitter was that popular back then. No, like, he had probably, like ten followers. Like probably three people saw that tweet. If that, damn. You're saying if there, if, it, if there were a lot of followers, I'm worth. saying like, would I be willing to risk you falling off a cliff for a TikTok? Maybe. Of course. 
Because millions of people would see it. Here, her. You would Safiri? Who? No, I don't remember her. Let me see. But did they show the, the liposuction that wasn't good? Was it good no. or bad? No, she went on botch. Safiri Wilzer, Everybody a.k.a. Wallace Scott, <laughs> has quite a dramatic tale for botched. She said she woke up in the middle of her procedure in pain and the doctor told her to shut up. Yes. Oh, this that sounds like him. The story gets even crazier from there. She says that another patient died after he took her to his home to recover instead of taking her to the hospital. Well, that's so not exactly yes, true. It's a combination. She combined two stories. Yes. And then she says eventually her doctor was mur murdered at Frosty Freeze in L.A. Okay, so it definitely was a doctor. But let me tell you something. It's exactly, he did it under, under local anesthetic. There was no general anesthesia. Yeah. And just what I told you, 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 as you're sucking out the fat, you're sucking out the local anesthetic. So at some point- It starts to hurt a lot. It starts to hurt. So when she says, I woke up in the middle, it was that the first 90% of the procedure, she didn't feel at all. Right. Then all of a sudden, the anesthetic is sucked out, and now she feels it. Right. So that's why she said she thought she woke yes. up in the middle procedure. So that is the sad life of Dr. Patrick Chavis. So, well, who knows it was that sad? You know what I mean? It's pretty sad. I mean, the end was sad. I mean, he the got sad. He yeah. lost his license, but that that's happens true. to that happens even to good people if they, you know, you have a bad week or whatever. No, I'm saying he he lost his license and he got a few years later got murdered getting ice cream. Yeah. yeah, but he lost his license for good reason. No, he did. I'm not. I'm not saying he should have lost yeah, his license. I'm not. I, but I'm, I'm not. I'm, that's not what I meant. I'm saying he had such a good start. Like he was doing like really good things. Gynecology. to his community. Like not just that. He was like giving back to his community and helping. And then he kind of did a career switch probably because he thought liposuction was a great new thing. And It was a and great it, new thing. And then it didn't end up so well for him. In the, let me tell you, in the late 1990s, there were so many deaths from liposuction in the state of Florida that they put a moratorium you could not do liposuction for like two years. Yeah, I remember. There's a complete moratorium. It was right before I went into practice. Yeah. But, and it was almost all the deaths, not all of them, but almost all of them were from lipos lidocaine toxicity. Right. Were from putting into, and then it starts, stops the heart. And yeah. So. All right. Well, there's your story for this week. There you have it. Well, did you, you, did you enjoy the story while you ate your lunch? <laughs> How did. was that cookie? It wasn't that great, actually. Mm. Santina told me she's like I want to hear a story while I eat <laughs> it's true so it's like my iPad kid time so hopefully um, it was Santina eats Chick-fil-A every single day that's not true I don't eat it every day and they're building a Chick-fil-A across the street from her apartment yeah so well then maybe she'll get sick of it if it's right there I, I honestly only eat it on the days that we record the podcast yeah because it's like part of the it's part of the ritual yeah, it's almost like Pav Pavlov's dogs. Like, mm -hmm. I hear podcasts, I start... It's classic. <laughs> she, always, she always gets it delivered, like, when we're about to start recording. And we're like, where'd Tatina go? Sorry, I had to go get my Chick-fil-A. <laughs> All right, guys. So thanks for tuning in, as always. And we'll be back next week with another crime and plastic story. Have a great week. Stay beautiful. Bye.